I'm excited to, to preach today on this Easter Sunday. And I want to begin by asking you a thought-provoking question. How would you describe your best day ever? Have you had your best day ever in life? You know, the last 12 months has been very monumental for my family, for my wife and I. Matter of fact, my wife and I, we celebrated within the last 12 months, 25 years of marriage. It's just unbelievable. We've been married for 25 years, and our oldest son graduated from high school and is now a freshman in college at Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida. He feels a call to ministry, so he's majoring in theology and Bible, but a monumental season for us. And my wife and I, we started People's Church. And People's Church, just within the last 12 months, we celebrated our 20-year anniversary as a church. Can we give God praise for that? Come on. 20 years as a church. Some, 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 some sad moments as well. On November the 26th, 2022, uh, my dad died. I preached his funeral on December the 3rd. But what's exciting about that is on his deathbed, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. And I know that he is with the Lord right now, and I celebrate that. I, I, I've been doing a lot of reflecting over my 47 years of life just because of the season that we've been in as a family. And as I've been reflecting, I, I thought about I, I've had a lot of challenging, difficult, tough moments in life. It hadn't all been great. There's been some difficult days. I think about being sexually abused at the age of 13 for months. A tough day. Tough season. I think about my parents separating and my mom, brother, and sister moving to Rochester, New York, and I stayed behind in Oklahoma. It was a tough, tough day. I think of my, my parents divorcing. Tough day. I, I think about my dad and mom have both died along with my older brother. I've buried all of them and preached two of their funerals. Tough days. I've had some tough days over 47 years of life, but as I reflected, I've also had some incredible days. I've, I've had some amazing days on this earth. I've had some days that I would call some of my best days ever in life, like graduating high school from Wewoka, Oklahoma. Come on. What a class of 1993. Where are you? Huh? Holla at you, boy. Come on now. Check that tie and that chain out. You're not ready for me. I think about that great day when I signed a full football scholarship to play at Arkansas Tech University, and it made that we woke a paper. Come on, somebody. Nah. My, my, my daddy told me that if I would pay for college, he would buy me a car. I said, oh, I got the college, and he bought me a brand-new 1993 Mazda MX-3. You couldn't tell me nothing back in 1993. <laughs> but, hey, your boy was, come on. Yes, sir. It's a great day. I think about meeting Tiffany in college. I was a, I was a senior. She was a freshman, and she chased me down until I finally gave in. Oh, yes. 
That's my story and I'm sticking to it. I, I think about the day I graduated from college in 1997 is a great day. And there, there's my mama on the left, there's my daddy, and there's my, my little sister and her first baby. And, and I looked at this picture this week and I started crying. I miss mama, I miss my daddy. That, that was a great, I was the first person in my immediate family to graduate from college. It was a great day, it was a great day, it was a great day, it was a great day. I, I think about the day Tiffany and I got married on December the 20th. It was a great, it was a great day, 1997, December the 20th. What, what a great day. I, I think about us starting People's Church together on May the 12th, 2002 in the Quell Springs Mall AMC Theater. I think about that day. It was an incredible day. I think about us having our four children. I remember the, those days. It was a great day. I think about Kel when he was born. He's 19 years old. And then our second, Cade, was born. He's 17 years old. I think about our baby girl, Karis. She's 16 years old. And I think about our youngest, Case, and he's 14 years old. I, I remember when they were all born. It was an incredible day. I think some of my best days ever have been family vacations. We've had some incredible family vacations. I've had, I've had some great days on this earth, but nothing compares to the day I accepted the free gift of Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Making Jesus Christ my Lord is the best day ever in my life. And some of you are new to church today, you're like, mm, that's just preacher talk. No, it's not. It really is. It, it was my best day ever, the day I said yes to Jesus. Let me tell you why. It was my best day ever because my sins were forgiven. You see, before I met Jesus, I was a hot mess. There are two different categories. There's a mess, and then there's... A hot mess. I was a hot mess before I met Jesus. I was addicted to pornography, to sex, lying, cheating. I was wild. I was out there. Before I met Jesus, I was, I was a hot mess. And I grew up going to church sometimes. Went to Sunday school. Knew about Jonah. Knew about Moses. Heard the stories. And yet I didn't want anything to do with God. I wanted to live my own way. And because I knew about church and I knew about God, I knew right from wrong, I carried shame. I carried around guilt. I carried around condemnation. And I just thought, I don't want anything to do with God. I don't want anything to do with church. And so I stayed out of church for years. And it was my senior year in high school that someone invited me after football practice. They invited me to the football locker room where there was going to be a special speaker that night. And I went to the football locker room that night. I didn't go for a special speaker. They also told me they were serving free ice cream. I said, hey, I think I'll go for some free ice cream. And I went there that night in church. That night was my best day ever. Because I'm telling you, that night, 
I was forgiven of my sins. I was lighter. A weight was lifted off of me. The guilt was lifted off of me. The shame was lifted off of me. I got to tell you about this. I, I want to describe what happened to me in Romans chapter 8. That's the portion of scripture I want to unpack with you today. Romans chapter 8. And I want you to see what happened to me here. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. The condemnation was gone. I went to church that Sunday because when I gave my life to Christ in that football locker room, I was different. That Thursday night, I was different. I was lighter. I was free. And I thought, I don't have to stay out of church any longer. The shame had been rolled off of me. So I went to church on Mecca Sookie that day. On that day, I went all by myself. And that day, I got water baptized. I went public for Jesus. I didn't care what anybody else thought. All I wanted folks to know is I now belong to Jesus and my life is different. And can I tell you, when you give your life to Jesus and your sins are forgiven, you know what will happen? The shame, the guilt, the condemnation gets rolled off your life and you want to let people know that you belong to Jesus. When people give their life to Jesus Christ, they get excited about getting water baptized. They get excited about telling others, I belong to Jesus. And you see this over and over again in the Bible where people give their life to Jesus and then they want people to know and they get water baptized. They're excited that they're now following Jesus. Let me give you some examples in Acts chapter 2 and verse 41. It says, those who accepted his message were baptized. And about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They got saved and water baptized. They were excited. Acts chapter 8, verse 38. And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Acts chapter 16, verse 33. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were Baptized, they gave their life to Jesus. They were excited. Got water baptized. Acts chapter 22, verse 16. And now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash away, wash your sins away, calling on his name. There's something powerful about your sins being forgiven and then getting water baptized and letting everybody know, I belong to Jesus. It was seven weeks ago here at People's Church. A lot of people went water, they, they went public and got water baptized. And what touched me so much about the moment was hearing some of their stories about what Jesus had done in their life. And I just want you to hear, this is not like five years ago, this is seven weeks ago. And I want you to hear, as people went public for Jesus, what Jesus is doing in their life. Check this video out. Grief, despair, honestly, um, I was trying everything to crawl up out of that. My lowest point was just realizing that I didn't really love myself. Um, when I looked in the mirror, I just saw someone that was empty, and I didn't like that. Well, I got baptized back in the 90s, and I think I did it for all the wrong reasons. And whenever Pastor Herbert did the um, turn your life over to Jesus prayer, I raised my hand, so I figured it was time to do the water baptism and take it to the next level. This time is the last time. This time, I am not turning my back on God, and this time, 
I'm doing it for life. My heart never beat like it did whenever I sat down in that tub. It felt like it was gonna jump out of my chest and just run off. And whenever I came back up, the beating was gone. It was like total calmness. I just felt this joy. Joy, yes, I'm doing this, yes. I'm, this is my commitment, God. Yes, I am doing this, and I'm keeping my promise. I just feel relieved, um, like definitely a weight's been taken off my heart. I feel like I'm ready to start this new journey with God, and I'm excited. Can we give God praise? Come on, for these life change stories. That's what Jesus does. That's what Jesus is. And today, I just want you to know this. I want you to hear my heart. Today, you can have your best day ever. And you can give your life to Jesus. And next Sunday, let everybody know and get water baptized. It's my best day ever. It was also my best day ever because I now have the power to overcome sin. You see, before I gave my life to Jesus, I was a slave to pornography, a slave to sex, a slave to lying. And I thought I would always be a slave to bitterness. I had a lot of bitterness and hate in my heart from being abused. And, and I just, I was carrying it. And it was normal for me. I thought being a slave to sin was just a normal way of life. It wasn't until I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I began to radically change something i mean it, it didn't even take years immediately some change started to happen god began to work on the inside of me i remember leaving that football locker room and i, I left there and i went home that night and nobody told me to do this it was just something that was in my heart that night i went home and i got those cassette tapes and i began to destroy them lift your hand if you know what a cassette tape is come on somebody yeah yeah if you don't google it you'll find out later and and I got those cassette tapes full of filthy music and I began to destroy those cassette tapes, not because I had to, but because I wanted to. There was something on the inside of me that I wanted to honor God. I wanted to live for God. For the first time ever, I was not a slave to the sin that I had been living in. And I, here's what I want to do. I want to describe to you what happened to me right here in Romans chapter number eight. It explains it. Here it goes. We read verse 1, there's no condemnation in Christ. Verse 2 says, and because you belong to him, to Jesus, the power of the life-giving spirit, the Holy Spirit, has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weaknesses of, the, of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer are sinful nature, but instead follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit, the Holy Spirit. Let me explain this to you. When I gave my life to Jesus the Holy Spirit came inside of me. And the Holy Spirit gave me the power and the desire to change. And here's the incredible news I want you to understand 
on Easter. The incredible news is, is that the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of every single person that gives their life to Jesus Christ. And understand this about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a game changer. It's a game changer. It changed my life. It'll change your life. You get the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. It's a game changer. Some of you think you're a Keurig coffee maker. You got your little cake cup. You're like, ooh, I can make one cup of coffee at a time. Put it. You think that's a game changer. Some of you think two-ply toilet paper, soft toilet paper is a game changer. Come on, lift your hands if you like some two-ply. Come on, somebody. Yeah. You, you, thought, you, thought it was a, you thought it was a game changer. Some of you thought when you bought your first smartphone, you thought it was a game changer. Some of you thought online shopping and having clothes delivered to your house was a game changer. Some of you almost shouted when you found out Walmart will deliver groceries to your house. You thought it's a game changer. But oh no, the Holy Spirit is the real game changer. Nothing can compare to having the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And it changed my life. It's my best day ever because I'm no longer fighting sin on my own. I now have the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm no longer a slave to sin. It was my best day ever. And the Holy Spirit has changed my life. I'm not the same person I was 30 years ago because of the Holy Spirit. It was my best day ever because of all the blessings that followed salvation. You see, since I've given my life to Jesus 30 years ago, God has given me so many blessings, undeserved blessings. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about the blessings that every Christian receives, and it talks about it even right here, some of the blessings in Romans chapter 8. And it says this in verse 23, and we believers, we Christ followers also groan even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait for eager hope for the day when God will give us our, notice, full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. So understand what this is teaching us. When someone prays the prayer and gives their life to Jesus, they are immediately adopted into the family of God. So in that football locker room 30 years ago, when I gave my life to Jesus, I became a child of God. I was adopted into the family of God. I was no longer just Herbert Sr. and Sandy Cooper's child. I was now a child of the living God. And there are benefits when you become a child of God. Just like my kids, there are benefits for, from being Herbert and Tiffany Cooper's children. Like, you're not coming from my, to my house for Easter dinner. You're not welcome, but my kids will be there. Because huh? they're my kids. They're going to eat our food, and we provide a house for them, and clothes, and, and, and they, they, they get the benefit of being our children. And understand this, every single person who gives their life to, to, to God, they become a child 
of God. And there are benefits that follow when you become a child of God. And I just want to share with you some of the blessings that I've received since I've become a child of God right here out of Romans chapter 8. Now, I'm a Bible preacher, so I'm going to give you a lot of scripture right now. But the scriptures out of Romans will not come on the screen, so you will have to write really fast or go back and watch the message on YouTube again. But I want to give you some of the blessings right here out of Romans chapter 8. Romans 8 verse 23 through 25, it talks about the hope of heaven that this earth because I'm a child of God this earth is not my home heaven is my home and I cannot wait to go to heaven in heaven there'll be no more pain no more suffering no more murder no more rape no more racism and hatred and lying and cheating and corruption or sickness or death I cannot wait for heaven it talks about the blessing in eight Romans 8.26 of the Holy Spirit, how he helps me in my weaknesses. And I've got so many weaknesses. And I think about how many times the Holy Spirit has helped me in my weaknesses. It's a benefit of being a child of God. Romans 8.26 Romans 8, says the Holy Spirit helps me pray. And there are some times I've been serving God for 30 plus years. There are some times I don't even know what to pray. But the Holy Spirit helps me pray. Romans 8.28 Let's me know God works all things for my good. God has taken all of my bad and even the good and he's worked it for my good because that's a blessing and a benefit of being a child of God. Romans 8 29, God is making me more like his son Jesus and I'm, I'm more like Jesus today. God has used the power of the Holy Spirit. He's used the word of God. He's used prayer. He's used the church to make me more like Jesus. And today... Here's my heart. Here's my prayer. I don't want today just to be your best day ever. I want you to experience your best year ever, ever that you've ever had. And it happens by running the spiritual play. Just like in basketball or in football, teams have plays that they run so they can be successful. And God has plays for us to run that make us successful, that make us blessed. When we seek first the kingdom of God, all these other things will be added to us as well. I want to challenge you today. Would you run this spiritual play for one year and just tell me after one year if your life is not better? What, what, what's, the, what, what's the play? Faithfully pray and read God's word. Just every day, just spend 5, 10, 15 minutes praying and reading God's word. The second is worship in God's house faithfully. Just make a commitment to be in church as many Sundays as you can. Can. And then third, give your life away by serving others faithfully. Get on the dream team here at the church and begin to serve others. Go out in the community. Find a place to serve others and just watch your life. Watch it be better. Here's the fourth. Grow closer to God and others by attending a small group faithfully. Go on the People's Church app. Go on the website. Find a small group and get connected. Run the spiritual play and just watch your life become more and more like Jesus Christ. I think about all the blessings I've received. Romans 8 verse 30. God has called me. He has justified me. He has glorified me. When I became a child of God, can I tell you, I'm called by God. I have a purpose for my life. And God 
is using me in his purpose because I'm a child of God. I want you to understand Romans 8.31, another blessing I've received, that if God be for me, who can be against me? Nothing I face in life is bigger and badder than my God. God is for me. I think about Romans 8.32, God gives me everything I need. And I tell you, God has blessed this old country boy from Wewoka, Oklahoma. He's been better to me than I have been to myself. I don't even deserve all of his blessings. My wife and my kids and home, a car to drive, food and clothes to eat. He blessed me with my people's church family. God's given me the opportunity to preach all around the world. Little Wewoka to preaching around the world. God has been good to me. I think about his blessings, Romans 8.34, Jesus is praying for me. Romans 8.37, in all things, I am more than a conqueror. I'm a conqueror because of Jesus. I'm a winner because of Jesus. I'm victorious because of Jesus. I think about Romans 8.35 and also verse 38 and 39. It says, nothing will separate me from God's love. Not trouble, hardship, not persecution, not famine or nakedness, nor danger or sword, not death, nor life, nor neither angels nor demons, not fear, worry, not even the powers of hell can separate me from God's love. Can I tell you, God loves me and God loves you. No matter what you've done, God loves you. No matter how much you've messed up, even if you don't believe in Jesus, God loves you. Somebody needs to hear me today. You feel unlovable and unworthy, but God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. I felt, I felt something weighing on my chest. I didn't know how to do anything, didn't know how to live life. My kids were scared. They didn't know whether dad was going to be angry or going to be happy. Wake up every morning. Um, I was sick. Um, I hopeless. Um, I needed that, that next drug pretty much because I was also an addict. As a child, I was molested. It, it drove me into this like promiscuous kind of lifestyle, I think. And I never really, it's like I had this monkey on my back in that way that carried with me. It's like I was tainted. But I couldn't break free. And I really thought I was unique in my sin, you know? And that uniqueness can lead to shame because you're afraid to tell people how you feel. Whenever I ended up in the jail cell, that's pretty much when I was like, like, nothing will ever be okay for me again. I was losing everything. You know, my wife, my kids. I was literally on bridge. Wanted to jump. The only way that I felt like I could move on was to end my life. I attempted um, three times, and I remember feeling so low that, like, my soul, my soul was just lost. I've been strong and I've been broken within a moment. Been faithful and I've been reckless at every minute. I've held everything together and watched it shatter. And every time I turn around, Lord, you're still there. I was found before I was. 
deaths in my life. And those two deaths last year really got me to thinking, life is not promised. And that's when I just decided, you know, now's the time. It was actually Sarah, my daughter that goes to Northwest, invited me to church one day to the campus there. I went in there and I could just feel the Holy Spirit. I knew. And I said, I just don't want to live like this. I remember walking in just, you know, my first time here and everybody welcomed me as family. You could feel like my spirit lifting up. People's Church came to preach in the gym. It was in the gym at Mabel Bassett, and that's where I gave my life up, right there in that gym. I hit my knees, tears were coming down, and I was like, thank you, Lord, like, I need to be saved. I know I've done horrible things, but if you can, forgive me. I didn't love myself, so how could anybody, even God, love me? When I look back and I see, oh, wait, you were there, and you were there, and he was always there, even when I was in my sin, even when I was at my lowest point. He was right there with arms open, like yelling my name, Savannah, come to me. You know, like, it's okay that you're messing up, but I'm still here. God loves me at my lowest point, even whenever I feel like I'm the worst person in this whole entire world. I have a purpose. No turning back ever since then, this is it. I don't want to go back to my sin. I don't want to be that old person again. Don't wait. Don't wait when you feel that you want to cry inside or you feel that welling up of something. That's the Holy Spirit saying, reach out. I, I'm, I'm calling you. We just have to say yes. I was found before I was lost. I
just the same when I was a hot mess 30 years ago God loved me and he loves you today today he loves you give him your heart surrender to him right now there are some of you that you need to say yes to Jesus right now you've never given Jesus Christ your heart you've never given Jesus Christ your life and today today is going to be your best day ever Today, your sins are going to be forgiven. Today, you're going to experience the grace of God and the mercy of God and the kindness of God. Today, there are some of you that need to rededicate your life back to the Lord. Because you, like me, you grew up in church, you know about church, you know about God, and yet you're not serving Him, you're not living for Him. There was a time in your life you gave your life to Him, but you've been on the run, you've been doing things your own way, living your own way, and today's going to be your best day ever as you rededicate your life back to Jesus. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Not, not tomorrow, not next week, not next year. Today is the day to be made right with God. Today is the day to have your sins forgiven. Today is the day to experience the grace of God. Today is the day to experience the mercy of God. Today is the day to experience the kindness of God. Today. As I count to three, if that's you, you want to give your life to Christ, just close your eyes with me, just bow your heads right now. And I thank you, Lord, for grace. I thank you, Lord, for love. I thank you for your mercy and your kindness and for all those that are going to say yes right now in Jesus' name. As I count to three, would you just lift your hand high as you want to say yes to Jesus, have your sins forgiven, rededicate your life back to the Lord. Today is going to be your best day ever. One, two, three. Just lift it now. Just lift it now. That's it. Thank you so much. So awesome. So awesome. That's it. So awesome so I see your hand there so awesome others today just lift it high that's it that's it. I see your hand there see your hand there others today I see your hand there others just lift it high I see your hand there others today come on Midwest City come on Northwest Mabel Bassett just lift your hand high right now those of you online just click the raise your hand button or just write the word yes that means yes I'm giving my life to Jesus just write yes right now right now there are others of you today today is the day to be forgiven today is the day to be made right with God if that you just slip your hand up higher right now say pastor that's me that's it that's it that's it so awesome I'm gonna ask every hand that's raised to pray this prayer with me just confess it with your mouth believe it in your heart God's gonna wash away your sins today would you pray with me now Heavenly Father I turn from sin and I turn to Jesus I believe Jesus is the Son of God he died on the cross and rose again for my sins to be forgiven. And today I receive his grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Come on, church, can we celebrate? Come on, can we celebrate? Come on, can we celebrate? Come on, can we celebrate today?